0: Welcome back to another dose, myself Sanket Loda and I am a medical student in homeopathy. So friends, I am back with a fresh podcast over the topic of medicine where we discuss in detail about the etiopathogenesis of the disease condition and how the patient is going to present to us with its clinical features and how we are going to investigate the condition, what are the modern medicine treatments available and what is the scope for homeopathy. If you are listening to this podcast first time, do check out my other podcast over the topic of medicine where we dealt with the respiratory system and we have started the renal system and working over it. You can search this podcast over the various platforms available Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Also, for any kind of doubt related to topic, you can DM me on my Instagram handle sanketloda Loda 101. In today's podcast we are going to work out over the various syndromes that are present in the renal system starting from the Gittelmann syndrome. Basically all these syndromes are congenitally acquired conditions and in this Gittelmann syndrome is an autosomal recessive condition which involved the distal convoluted tubule of our nephrons. So in our nephrons there are various channels for the reabsorption of the salt and water are present which involves the reabsorption of Sodium, Chloride and Magnesium, etc. From these channels, the salts and water are reabsorbed and being saved from the excretion. So, in the Gentleman syndrome, what happen is there is a defect in this channel which reabsorbs the Sodium, Chloride and water, along with that leading to wasting of such salts into the urine Due to the defect in that channel, it will lead to wasting of the salts and water and the reabsorption not take place. Along with that, we also have another channel known as TRPM6 channel which reabsorbs magnesium. There is also defect in this channel leading to magnesium wasting. So these syndromes lead to salt wasting that is loss of salt through urine along with that the water is lost hence there is polyuria in such cases we get an antenatal history of polyhydramnios that is increase in the fluid amount in the amniotic sac also we can say that this polyuria component of gentleman syndrome starts in intrauterine life when the child suffering with gentleman syndrome are born we get some peculiar signs and symptoms which involves failure to thrive that is the child is not gaining weight Along with that there is dehydration which showing symptoms like sunken anterior fontanels, dry oral mucosa and delayed skin pinched. Along with that there is an increase in the change of diapers and nappies which shows the polyurea component. When we look towards the dehydration component and ask the parents that is there any history of diarrhea or something like that leading to dehydration and parents reply no. There is no diarrhea. Then, why is the dehydration present? Where is the loss of water taking place? And then we click the bit of polyuria, due to the excess loss of salt and water, as there is defect in the reabsorption channels in the DCT, that is distal convoluted tubule. As the glomerular filtration rate reduce, the RAS system, that is renin angiotensin aldosterone system, get activated as a protective mechanism by our body the renin increase which will stimulate and lead to increase in the level of aldosterone and post to the secondary increase in the level of aldosterone it will stimulate the DCT to reabsorb salt and water. In response to that or in exchange to that the potassium and H plus ion are loosed during this process. As the level of aldosterone increase it will lead to reabsorption of the salt and water, but As a byproduct the potassium ion and H plus ion are lost into the urine. As the potassium is lost on long run it may lead to hypokalemia. Along with that the H plus ion are losing which will lead to alkalosis in future. We can call it in combined hypokalemic alkalosis. Along with that the child has poor cry and sluggish morose reflex, the reflex that we see in 28 to 32 weeks there is period of appearance and 3 to 6 months is the period of disappearance it is in response to the sudden loss of support as the child try to hold the support so these reflexes are lost and there is poor cry along with that there is metabolic alkalosis as H plus N is losing along with that there is loss of magnesium as I stated you the TRPM6 receptor is not working which will lead to the loss of magnesium into the urine therefore we can say that the magnesium wasting takes place due to the malfunction of trpm pm6 receptor as there is low level of magnesium we can say that the secretion of parathormone or parathyroid hormone secreted by the parathyroid gland is physiologically controlled by serum calcium level but along with that it also can be controlled by the serum magnesium level so just keep in your mind that serum calcium level can control the parathormone secretion along with that the magnesium also can stimulate the secretion of parathormone as there is low magnesium level there is release of parathormone the lower level of magnesium stimulate the release of parathormone and the parathormone decreases leading hypocalcemia which may show the symptoms of titani. The very low magnesium have the paradoxical effect on blocking of parathormone. So friends, how can we investigate this condition? We can check out the serum electrolytes level where we can see there is hypokalemia that is decrease in the level of potassium, hyponatremia that is decrease in the level of sodium as there is salt wasting. Along with that, the urine osmolality is low. Urine osmolality is the urine concentration that is the large value will show there is high concentration of the solute and the small value will show the diluted urine. So here there is diluted urine or low concentration. The investigation of choice for this condition is 24 hour urine chloride level that will show us the confirmed diagnosis of gentleman syndrome. Along with that the serum magnesium level which is also very low for the treatment of this condition the supplementary treatment can be given but the permanent treatment is not available in our modern medicine this mechanism of aldosterone works very similar to the thiazide toxicity that is thiazide stimulates the aldosterone which stimulates the sodium and potassium pump in the convoluted tubule for the reabsorption of salts and water where the loss of potassium and H plus ion take place and the gain of water and salt take place. So friends this was about the gentleman syndrome and now we are going to study Barter syndrome. Barter syndrome is also an autosomal recessive condition where the defect is present in the loop of Henle where the co-transporter defect is present in the reabsorption of sodium, potassium, chloride etc. So basically in the Barter syndrome, there is defect in the loop of Henle. Therefore there is defect in the reabsorption of sodium, potassium, chloride from this co-transporter as there is defect congenitally. This co-transporters where the reabsorption of sodium, potassium, chloride along with that water is reabsorbed. Along with that we have a receptor named as ROMK receptor which reabsorbs potassium are At fault. Normally, our body tries to maintain the harmony or to maintain the neutrality of the body. Therefore, the kidney also tries to maintain its electroneutrality as there is loss of this sodium, potassium, chloride, and water, which will create an disbalance in the body. Therefore, this channel defects in the loop of Henle creates an voltage gradient that will lead to calcium wasting. So to balance this electroneutrality, the calcium wasting take place which also increases the tendency of kidney stone formation. So the channels which exchange this salt and water are also present at multiple places in our body. This chloride channel in the kidney is also present in the hair cells of the inner ear. Therefore we can say that when this chloride channel in kidney goes in defect, this chloride channel, which is present in the hair cell of the inner ear, this also goes in the sensory neural deafness. Hence, the sensory neural deafness is an also symptom of Barter syndrome. The signs and symptoms that we can observe in the Barter syndrome are salt wasting and polyuria. Similarly, as in Gitterman syndrome, the salts like sodium, potassium, chloride are getting wasted along with that. The voltage gradient maintenance lead to the depletion of calcium also which will lead to kidney stone formation further due to this polyurea component the water is also losing in the intrauterine life or the antenatal history of polyhydramnios is also seen along with that we have sensory neural deafness as the choroid channel is also present in the hair cells of the inner ear the baby which born it also have the failure to thrive there is corresponding water loss leading to dehydration. The symptoms of dehydration may show sunken anterior fontanels and delayed skin pinch, oral mucosa dry etc. Similar symptoms as from the gentleman syndrome there is increase in the frequency of diaper change. The similar mechanism also takes place here as the GFR that is glomerular filtration rate decrease. It will activate the RAS system that is renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system the level of aldosterone increase secondarily which will stimulate the further channels of the salt and water leading to reabsorption of salt and water and to reciprocate the change the potassium and H plus ion are lost leading to alkalosis and hypokalemia as this potassium and hydrogen ions are lost in the urine leading hypokalemic alkalosis. One of the channel of loop of Henle known as romk channel which i mentioned in the talk there is defect in the barter syndrome leading to hypokalemia or the excess loss of potassium as normally this channel reabsorbs the potassium and maintains its level but there is double loss of potassium leading to increase in the severity of hypokalemia as there is also loss of potassium due to the increase in the aldosterone which will lead to reabsorption of salt and water and to procure that the potassium and hydrogen ion are lossing and secondarily this ROMK channel is also leading to the loss of potassium leading to hypokalemia in high severity which is greater than the gentleman syndrome during our investigation we will get to know the 24 hour urinary chloride along with that we can see the voltage gradient decrease leading to calcium wasting and this calcium can chill it with the phosphorus or the phosphates, leading to nephrocalcinosis. The child in the Bartter syndrome can be called as renal rickets, as there is wide open anterior fontanelles, there is delayed dentition, zero teeth in 13 months is the delayed dentition we call. There is short stature, hence it is known as renal rickets, as there is a renal component is involved along with that there is rickets the investigation we perform are the electrolyte level where the sodium and potassium levels are decreased due to the tubules defect. The urine osmolality is also decreased as there is diluted urine or polyuria. The 24 hour urine chloride level is increased always as there is loss of chloride and the 24 hour urine calcium level is also increased. But the level of serum magnesium level is normal here where we can differentiate it from gentleman syndrome where the serum magnesium level is decreased as there is magnesium loss in gentleman syndrome and not in barter syndrome in the barter syndrome the drug of choice is endomethacin in modern medicine along with that the salt supplements are given and the potassium supplements are given the endomethacin is also used in the patent doctors arteriosus it is also used in the acute gout mild or moderate variety of acute migraine. So just revise the Gittelman syndrome and Barter syndrome together. Gittelman syndrome there is defect in the distal convoluted tubule. In Barter syndrome there is defect in the loop of Henle. In both the conditions we have failure to thrive. polyuria, that we can see in the increased level of the diaper change or increased number of diaper change. Along with that in both we have dehydration. In Gittelman syndrome we saw the defect in the TR PM6 channel which will lead to magnesium wasting in the Barter syndrome. We saw the defect in the ROMK channel which will lead to hypokalemia or excess loss of potassium. We can differentiate the Barter and Gentleman syndrome by two signs one is chovastic sign and is trousseau sign. So in chovastic sign we can see the contraction of the facial muscles provoked by lightly tapping over the facial nerve anterior to the ear as it crosses the zygomatic arch. Hence we can see the homolateral hyperexcitability of the nerve which show positive sign of hypocalcemia. The second sign is truceus sign where we can see the latent titani or hypocalcemia. In this condition the carpopedal spasm induced by the ischemia secondary to the inflation of the cup by the spigmo mammometer can be seen leading to the spasm in the carpopedal region. You can study this signs from the clinical books like Hutchinson or PJ Meta etc. In differentiation of Gettleman syndrome and Barter syndrome we have common reduced level of sodium, reduced level of potassium and 24 hour urine chloride level which is increased. Along with that we have in Gitelman syndrome excess loss of magnesium and in Barter syndrome we have loss of calcium. There is no specific treatment available in modern medicine for Gitelman syndrome and the endomethacin can be used in the Barter syndrome. The third syndrome that is Lidl syndrome which involves the epithelial sodium channel defect or there is gain of function. Otherwise we have saw in Gitelman and barter syndrome the loss of function here we are getting the gain of function it is an autosomal dominant condition which will lead to and gain in function of reabsorption of salt and water from the tubules and to its procure potassium and hydrogen ion are lost the thing is that the activity which is performed due to the increase in the level of aldosterone is now performed normally or naturally due to the channel of the epithelial sodium has gained the function of reabsorbing the salt and water to which there is loss of potassium and hydrogen ion hence the patient land ups into the hypokalemic alkalosis as there is gain in the function there is reabsorption of salt and water leading to hypertension this hypertension lead to the negative feedback mechanism Therefore the RAS system again activate, there is decrease in the level of renin, there is decrease in the level of aldosterone. There is hypertension and our body is trying to save ourselves. Therefore the negative feedback mechanism is applied over the RAS system that is renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system which will lead to decrease in the level of renin which will stimulate and decrease in the level of aldosterone. Still there is low renin hypertension the dehydration component here is absent what we can prescribe in modern medicine is the drugs like epithelial channel blockers for example amelioride so friends this was about the medicine part and the pharmacology modern medicine part for this various syndromes of the nephrology the thing that we have to remember is the renin angiotensin aldosterone system pathway When there is decrease in the level of GFR that is glomerular filtration rate it will activate the renin angiotensin aldosterone system which will lead to increase in the level of renin which will stimulate an increase in the level of aldosterone. Secondarily which will lead to reabsorption of the salt and water and to balance that there is loss of potassium and hydrogen ion. Due to the loss of potassium there is hypokalemia and due to the loss of H plus ion there is alkalosis. Therefore, we can say that it is hypokalemic alkalosis. As the disease condition is genetic, there is not proper medications available for it. But it can be the scope for homeopathy to serve such patients on its basis of totality of symptoms leading to a remedy which will surely going to help them. I may not be able to tell you the specific medicines for this disease condition. But I can tell you the rubrics that you can search in our repertories that will surely going to help you or give you the direction to think. The rubrics like general's laboratory findings, blood and the various electrolyte are given in that rubric. For example, the general's laboratory findings, blood, natrium decreased or natrium increased. Similarly, the general laboratory findings, blood kalium or calcium, decreased or increased so you can use the various rubrics such like that and there are some remedies given under that along with that we also have for the magnesium and for the chloride so it was just a thought or thought process or the direction which we can think to get to an remedy the final remedy should be over the totality of the symptom but we can consider one of the rubric from this. For example, under this rubric in synthesis repertory, generals, laboratory findings, blood, magnesium decrease, we have some remedies like Secuta virosa, macphos, Nux vomica, Stichininum, Purum, etc. The decrease level in the chloride level, which we saw in Barter syndrome, we have that rubric generals, laboratory findings, blood, chloride decrease. We have one remedy known as cortisonum. For the drug Cortison, in our source book, we can read it as alternate states are predominantly given along with the mood changes, there is sudden change in the mood from the state of anger to moros or various states where the change of mood is given. Along with that, it is especially used in the cases where the steroid and the prednisolone are taken by the patient for the long time. It is near clinical specific for the steroid induced disease condition so the basis of sarcoid and nosode prescription is that it can be used in either the lack or the exaggeration of the function of a particular organ or a particular system so basically on the basis of that we saw in the gentleman syndrome there is lack of the function of the channel or in the Lidl syndrome we have saw the exaggeration of the function or the gain of function. So we can use the sarcoid in this condition according to the totality of the symptom. On the basis of that we can also use the corticotropinum which is adrenocorticotropic hormone or ACTH. It can be made as the ACTH is made in pituitary gland. It will surely going to affect the adrenal gland for its stimulation and its normal functioning therefore we can say the adrenal gland which is going to release aldosterone it can be controlled in one way by ACTH so we can also think of corticotropinone. So friends this idea behind the specific drugs for this genetic disease condition or some specific condition is not like that you have to prescribe the specific drugs you have to consider The mother's history of pregnancy, along with that you have to consider the history of the child when he born and the various history you have to consider and to reach one totality, then you have to prescribe the drug. So basically, we should consider the totality of symptom and not the specific drugs. These are just the way of thinking or what you can think or a path towards you can go to lead such cases. So friends, if you like the talk. And it has added some value to your life. Do share to your friends and colleagues. I'll come next week with another podcast leading to the system. And until next time, I'll see you soon.